0: Welcome back to another episode of The Station Podcast. We're your hosts, Sam and Adam, as always. As The Station Podcast, we endeavor to look at films and media through a curious lens, picking out themes and concepts that we find interesting from them. Just a quick disclaimer before we start this episode. I had a little bit of trouble with my microphone before we started recording. My microphone stand ended up snapping. So for the rest of the recording, I sound like I'm in a different room because the microphone is not the right way around. (laughs) So apologies on that. Anyway, let's get on to the episode. This week we are looking at the 2019 Tom Hooper-directed adaptation of the musical, Cats. This is the actual opening music to the film, by the way.
1: Right, hello everybody. Um and welcome back to what could had possibly be like the third in a series of episodes that we've done over the year on cats and um horror and we, I mean the first one we did and the first actual episode we did was Cats in Horror and then we've done The Cat in the Hat which is a horrifying film starring a cat and now we're doing the um, 2019 I believe um, version of Cats the, the, the film version of it uh, which is just dropped on Netflix very recently if you would like Nightmares go and watch it if you don't want to watch it um, listen to us sort of dissect it we watched it so you don't have to um, very basically it's a musical about a tribe of cats which compete um, during the annual Jellicoe Ball um, where one lucky feline is chosen to ascend to the Heavyside Lair, which is kind of some heavenly sort of uh, place and is granted a new life. And it's about the various cats that are competing in that, singing their various songs and trying to um, get rid of the competition, um, so to speak, so that they um, get, the, get the chosen place. Uh, that's probably about as complicated as the as the plot really is. Um, and then it's just lots of songs and lots of very interesting um, CGI. Adam, what did you think about that? The film <laughs> in general or, or, the, or, or the CGI? <laughs> um, the film in general and then the CGI, like a bit of both. It was, it, so it's a very perplexing film when you first delve into it. Like
0: when I first was watching this, I mean, I, I'd heard, I knew about the musical, the Andrew Lloyd Webber mm. musical, um i i maybe was as i say i was familiar with andrew lloyd Webber. i realized i knew that there was a bit of hubbub about cats the musical being contentious like nobody liked it nobody it was very um Got two it was stars cri- i
1: think on imdb <laughs> it,
0: it was critically acclaimed the the musical um mm. because Later, I think it won quite well at the Tonys. Um, it it did well because it had these sort of emotional numbers in it. Um, like the memory song, that was really kind of mm. a, a centrepiece within it. And it does show with that in the actual film. The film itself is very... It's like a warped kind of uh, horse by committee because it's originally based on the T.S. Eliot um, poems. Uh, Possum... Uh, Old Possums for Practical Cats which is a series or an anthology of cat poems basically about myriads of cats and it's verbatim uh, the songs verbatimly take the lyrics or these the limericks from these, these, uh, these poems and adapt them and appropriate them to songs so that's, you know, and Andrew Lloyd Webber's reasoning for wanting to adapt this was just, it's about cats. There's no kind of deep meaning this is from Andrew Lloyd Webber himself not the Tom Hooper kind of adaptation that we're talking about, mm. but Andrew Lloyd Webber professors. There is no deep meaning to this. There is nothing to be gleaned. Because I thought, oh well, actually, there could be something quite interesting. There's Victoria. It's the time of Victoria. You know, is there something to be said about classism? Nope. There's none of that in, in just, the actual. Just about cats, just... <laughs> cats and spandex uh, on on stage. It's very theatrical, very um, musical. So when you bring that to the this this medium this outlet the Mm. film medium it's completely lost it's like you walk into it and it's it's like what the hell is going on it starts it it starts with this clash of chords this like prog early era prog like you know really Mm. basic like synth like square way of going and i don't know it it, it, like it was like an opening to a nightmare (laughs) it was it was horrible
1: It, it was it is the opening to a nightmare
0: But did you not notice that about any of the incidental music? It was terrible. It was awful.
1: Mm. Yeah. I I think the thing we were talking about is, like, how kind of in this version of it anyway, like, how unmemorable a lot of the music is. And then there's a few songs that have stuck with me. Um, But, yeah, I I don't know if I can remember. And I highly watched it the other day. um, Much of the sort of incidental music. A lot of it is. It's really driven by like the sort of musical songs in it like there's not a lot of talking in between those there's maybe like a little bit of dialogue but most of the most of the film does seem to be like these big musical numbers which are most kind of just like connected a little bit with a little bit of dialogue and maybe some scene changes um and a little bit of incidental music
0: and I, I mean even in that music it or even in those bits of dialogue I mean they're, they're so basic and generic there's nothing really cohesive with the, the music as I mm. say the the lyrics within those but we kind of we mentioned earlier in a far back episode on a horror and cats and obviously we've mentioned this with the CGI and the uncanny valley and everything like that mm. I, I think that actually wasn't my contention this time this wasn't my contention although it's it's weird it's very strange mm. and the, it, it's all like, you know, in Annihilation where um, uh, I can't I can't remember the the lead um the lead character what what's her name who's uh, who does Natalie Portman play again
1: what's her name. I, t- I just know it from the book. She's in the book, she's just called The Biologist. Let's um, call The Biologist. What her, act- what her actual name is in the film. I, can, I can't remember. Lena. I think it's Lena, isn't it? Um, Lena, yeah, that's it.
0: So, you know, there's that doppelganger of Lena, the kind of alien. Yeah. It, it reminded me the way that people move and the kind of... It's like yeah, snakes. Yeah.
1: Uh, and the tails, the tails, I, like, oh, God. I found... I found all of that very, like, uncomfortable and also the fact that, like, some of them have got clothes on and some of them don't, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I'm like, what's, like, did, I, is it kind of just ostentatious, like, that they're just wearing jackets and things like that, or are the other ones just, like, naked, like, it's a bit weird. <laughs> I, I mean, that but the couple, tales freaked me out quite a lot.
0: Because I grant the CGI artist and the, the graphic artist, the 3D artist, who did this, like, you're working with really little to go on, and I, I, I thought the costume mm. choice, like the way that the cats are presented, it just—it's freakish. It's this freakish hybrid yeah, of yeah. human. It's—it's it's something that's and
1: the more... scales really weird as well. I felt that, that's I think what think I was that just really kind of got me. Is like, yeah, it's—it's it's just quite. Like the cats look. I think I don't it's because of how they're holding themselves, but they look too small in the world. If that yeah. makes sense, like all the things that are like human look way too big then how actually the kind of size that cats are but then some things are the right size for them like the tins don't look crazily big but mm. then like the train tracks just look fucking huge compared to them <laughs> yeah it's really yeah, yeah. weird
0: the the mice as well are super small in comparison to the uh, the cats mm. this uh, yeah and then and there's milk bars the mice
1: are about Yeah, like the mice are about the size that mice would be to actual humans compared Mm. to the cats and yeah that's another thing like there's milk bars and all these like signs and stuff that are kind of cat related but the things are the size for humans So these like in this world do humans just really like milk Um, (laughs) is it like i don't know like a clockwork orange thing i think like the bars (laughs) in there are (laughs) called like milk bars aren't they like they're they're speaking um i can't remember it's called but the kind of special language that they that they speak in that yeah um um, yeah it's weird
0: speaking of the clockwork orange uh, uh as a as actually a film um there's a scene where alex is is tied to the the theater and is having to experience those horrible mm. images As like that's how it felt watching this i was i i i, I, was, I was like stop stop it please I beg of you no it's just like it was i, I you know honestly it was um
1: because it was just it's a good thing they didn't use any uh, any beethoven
0: yeah and, uh, i mean the music in this would uh, scar me for life you know let alone beethoven and you know um and that that's what I, I as well as those CGI elements, the, the music and tone of it is so confused. It doesn't really seem to, like you got Sir Ian McKellen doing their meow, and going like, he's acting really like strange, like why is he?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's so like they've done Gandalf dirty. like it, it's kind of, very odd in it, like. <laughs> but then it's
0: got like Jason Derulo, they're, they're all going meow, like it's, it like it's too, it's taking this campiness from like the musical, and they're like, "We'll inject it in here and see what happens," you know. <laughs> it, because it, it like it feels like this weird alien mutation of um, mm. of the musical. Like, because th- there's clearly some politics that are behind this film. Why it is the way that it is? It's trying to be mm. realistic, but yet it's trying to be fantastical it wants to be realistic because the Academy Awards are going to really be appeased by that. Um, it mm. wants to be um, slightly surrealistic because the Cats thing is surrealistic. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a weird story. Um, so, but then it's it's trying to be great. So it's just this cacophony, this absolute hodgepodge of of style. Like, yeah,
1: uh, yeah. In, in any of the... Because it's you,
0: very... Sorry, go on. I was just
1: going to say, it's very... Over stylized because then when there is moments there are some bits in it um, And I think it's mostly with like Rebel Wilson and James Corden because they're like I guess supposed to be like the kind of comic relief that they do these almost like cutting out of character or out of the song and start talking to someone or having like a little bit of a sort of remark That's in a very delivered in, in a much more kind of modern like acting style, And it just looks so out of place yeah, it's, like, there's a bit where James Corden like stops the stops the song because he's kind of complaining that one cat isn't going to be enough to like Because his cat's quite overweight isn't gonna be enough to like fire him on this on this kind of seesaw thing but it just it's so jarring compared to like he's because he's doing this very kind of quite old-fashioned sounding sort of musical number that you know It's almost something you'd expect from like the HMS pinny for or something like that and then he sort of stops and delivers this quite like what's supposed to be kind of like edgy sort of like oh we're kind of breaking the fourth wall a little bit here because i think cats does break the fourth wall a bit in the well the film does a few times because you, you get addressed directly and, and the musical does but just in comparison to like how stylized everything else is, it just feels really strange and kind of just almost like they left the cameras on a little bit too long while, while people were having a little chat backstage the,
0: those riffings do seem quite purposeful to you know you've got the rebel wilson uh thing where she's saying she's the. Uh, the Tom Tugger, or the t- Tom Tugger, um, that Jason Derulo... plays, The Rum yeah, Tum Tugger, yeah. like
1: Tugger, yeah. Rum Tugger, yeah. The one that
0: he plays, and obviously you've got that, like, hip-hop dance music that plays while she's imitating, like, oh, I could do the moves that he could do, it's just this. Mm. Um, and it, yeah, it feels like that kind of, yeah, we'll put this in, one in so it'll be comical, yeah, you know? Um, so that sort of, like, essence of peppering that in there, but I'd, I'd say mm. that some of the music is just... Catastrophes like even in itself, um, it switches from style to style, and it's not deft, mm. it's not like there's a nice, smooth transition or go from like oh, it's this really funky number to oh, it's this sauntering, simmering number. It's like when they're in the Egyptian, and it's like it goes from a boom, 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 let's party, and then it like keeps it keeps like tessellating, and, and like oh, it's, it's this oscillating mess. And like the music, mm. I thought because this is adapted from a musical, this is gonna be the strongest elements of it. Mm. And okay, some of the numbers you could tell that, like the Memory Song is clearly the, one of the strongest songs. And mm. because it's, you can tell, like there was there was purpose and meaning to that, although the lyrics are kind of messy and I, I don't think they're as as kind of, because I think these were the lyrics that were previewed for one of the shows and they were haphazardly put together because they lost rights to the original, because the original writer didn't want to be affiliated with it
1: anymore. Um, oh, which kind of shows? <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, you probably wouldn't want your name stamping on that. <laughs> I I
0: mean, this is what the weird part of it is. Is because it's just such a, a again. There's it's like an ink splatter of just style. Mm. It do, there doesn't seem to be, and and the story is so. I, I don't know, nebulous. It's just there's. It seems like it was cobbled together by you know going you know going along and like okay well, we need that there and you know mm. that needs to like again even in I, I maybe my critiques are more with the musical um within with regards to story than it is about this. I mean this is its own beast and I think it's completely messy. Uh, I think Tom yeah, Hooper. Yeah. I don't like Tom Hooper's adaptations
1: of other musicals. Um, what other musicals has he done? Les Miserables. The, <laughs> uh, the, yeah, that wasn't fantastic. <laughs> and um, I mean, I'm just, if you're doing a musical, don't cast actors who aren't fantastic at singing. Like it should be kind of <laughs> casting 101, right? Don't just cast people because they're famous.
0: Well, it was, I think he was trying to go for this weird hybrid of let's get the actors on set to sing. So it gives it authenticity. Mm. Uh, I mean, rather so, than you
1: do that with Les Mis? Yeah, it's not overdubbed. It's It's recorded live on the set.
0: Rather than the Laz Berman thing, or you know, the Lion King, um, even though it was anim- mm. an animated, you you don't have you have overdubs like Jeremy Irons in the Lion King. Another act, another singer takes when the, the high notes or the the more elevated mm. parts of the song come in. He sort of is there to then help out. Um, mm. When we come back to cats, really quickly, some of the some people can sing. Jason Derulo can mm. act but he can sing like you i was like for a second is that jason derulo and he's like and you could tell his accent was like oh, oh, oh. like it was, it's mm. so weird and then all of a sudden you're like
1: oh it is jason derulo. he can it's sing like a proper kind of cockney kind of accent isn't he i think of, it's very kind of Londony sort of well it's easy.
0: it's like people try to get that kind of just to it like you get taylor swift l- later in the film mm. but her her accent was like all over the place it was like american and then kind of like english
1: british ish yeah and it was like
0: okay right we can see why you got into the film you know you can see why you you were there because you're you you know you're a pretty good singer but yeah it's just it's so it, it's strange it's just strange mm. choicing uh, but again it, it's 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 like Oscar Bay. It's 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 clearly trying mm. to be appeasing the Academy in a, a, in a great way in that sense
1: yeah, there's so many actors and kind of really well known people into it haven't they it's like it's just chock-a-block but that it that doesn't necessarily like save it from itself like it almost it's kind of it's almost like almost does feel like it's perhaps part of its kind of kind of downfall is is that they've just kind of got how many famous people how many really really a-list you know like stars can we get into this
0: well, um, i suppose it te- it's telling when they get someone like james corden um i mean who's just an entertainer he's a you know a like a a late night show good. presenter now yeah yeah that's um, what he's doing mostly you know, so that yeah but it shows when you pick him for a film you're purely going this character is just going to be entertaining and his character mm. is fat you know that's that's the, pretty much the yeah yeah <laughs> the, the big part of his character is that he's kind of a bit funny and fat um you know and that to me is it signals that this film it is just going for a general gist of, of things like why was idris elba cast as uh, the the macavity cat because okay. uh, yeah. he's, he's slightly menacing, and you know why was you? Know, it's just very questionable, you know that. Mm. I, I don't know. It's um, it, it's such a, a and this is what I mean. Like it's it's very difficult to approach because again you're kind of approaching um source material that isn't really linked to. Because again, all mm. the all the names are kind of appropriated and taken from this book or the, these these collection of poems. Uh, even the 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 jezz it was a jazz jezebel jizzabelle Je, jellicles no the, the 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 character the glamour cat
1: oh, i can't remember
0: gezebel it's get gezebel something like that um she's a her character is from a a book uh, from a, a poem that was scrapped from that collection of poems uh, so her widow gave book. it to uh, andrew lloyd webber um, uh, so that's why that's she's that's why she's in there so it just and that that disconnect just has no um it has no appropriate nature within it again it feels like you're listening to um like these old names like it w- what did you when you brought this to the table Sam what were your thoughts when you brought cats
1: what, what was going through your I head ju- <laughs> i just thought it'd be another interesting sort of film that's meant to be something but do you know what I mean? Like, like, the cat in the hat is meant to be a certain thing, Death Note is meant to be a certain thing, but it it kind of ends up being something else, like that I think it's just something very interesting in that that, like, this has obviously been created to be like a kind of, you know, to win a load of Oscars to be this amazing music, all these amazing musical numbers, have this star-studded cast and you know, be really entertaining in this sort of family film, and because of various different things it kind of ends up being this sort of terrifying mess. Like it's structurally not fantastic. The songs aren't always great. Not everyone can sing very the the kind of animation, the way that and they changed the animation as well. This is like the updated slightly not quite as creepy CGI. The animation is just Terrifying, and um, mm. it's the faces mostly, but then also how they move like how they hold themselves. Um, it's just really creepy how they kind of cock their heads to the side a little bit. It's almost like watching a horror film
0: like, very snake like, isn't it? That just all of a sudden yeah. just like click into place. It's like, look,
1: like, imagine you're like the night janitor at this theater, and you just kind of come in, and there's just all these cats there, and they all just look at you and start kind of cocking their heads to the side, putting their tails up, and they've got human faces. Like, it's horrific. It,
0: it makes you really question why wasn't this i mean the, the the obvious answer would why wouldn't you make this just an animated film why wouldn't you make mm. this purely animation
1: um not 3d animation i mean yeah, like you yeah. know but just the kind of actual honest to god cartoon kind of animation
0: it would have done I, but obviously it wouldn't have done as well in Drawing yeah. it, the same as I say, Les Miserables was the it's big different, template.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But For- then the, the sets in themselves are, are so... You could just tell there's CGI dripping on every... You know, to make it look the way that it does, it's so stylized. that uh, Yeah, it would almost be easier to kind of be like, yeah, let's just, you know, let's just make it like... Um, the Aristocrats, or something like that, like a good film with cats in and songs, like, and they're not creepy, then they actually look like cats, and through the magic of animation, they, they can kind of move around and dance. Um, yeah, yeah, it, although it, not aged particularly well, it's have some fairly questionable, kind of racist scenes in it, but um, you did definitely. So that's Disney for you, like, jeez. Um, <laughs> I, I just remembered after mentioning it, like. <laughs>
0: It felt weirdly, in a way, like it was some sort of fetish film. Like, you know, the way mm. that people acted and the way that people said, like the meowing.
1: Mm. Um, so the focus group, like, a load of furries. Yeah, the, bro- kind yeah. of like, well, what do you want the cats to do? Like, what would you like? Yeah, I get that. Like.
0: Rather, rather than paws, we want them to have feet, like, what why but do they have
1: do they have they have feet don't they yeah and kind of like hands a bit like it's weird
0: in some scenes it's very obvious like there's the one scene where she's like victoria's got her like arm and there's like a, her foot and it's like whoa what what is going on here guys like this is getting <laughs> a bit too like um and it's the kind of orgies of people like again i know this is like this is not inherent to this film this is like uh, in some ways like hinting towards the music because the musical is kind of like this you know expression expression sort of thing of like everyone's very visceral mm. with their bodies and um um and very uh, visceral um so it it's yeah it, it it's very strange
1: <laughs> yeah it's I, I it's just such a I don't know, it's such a peculiar thing when I was like watching it, it was very much kind of like, what am I actually watching? And this is very, yeah, very, very strange. And it kind of links together really weirdly, the different sort of songs and sections, and they don't, it it takes a while to know what's going on as well. Like the story is not necessarily, it could do with a little bit more exposition as well. Cause you just kind of like, you just get this cat's basically chucked out of a car and then there's all these other cats singing around it about certain types of cats um
0: it needs more explanation to it yeah it definitely needs that exposition to kind of to hold it together because yeah you, you're thrust into the scenario and you're like you, they just start singing and it's like what mm. is a jellical cat like they start i, I don't know like I, you know i think when i listen to the poem you can at least get oh right okay well you're explaining a load of cats and this is about but they're anthologies this is a linear narrative, or this is a, mm. a a story and a structure, and yet you've cobbled this together in the most weird way. Because it's like, you know, why do we need to care about these Jellical cats? What's what is a Jellical cat? And it's like Jellical Moon, and then you got Old Deuteronomy, and you start introducing all these characters. It's like, what is? That? Why have you got mm. all these extraneous names? Like, you know, what? what, what, what? I think I hate using this term, but I'd say that that this this whole concept is pretentious um, because mm. because I don't think this film is that deep. Again, in the sense like it's a you know um, in what it's trying to convey, but yet it's so confusing and perplexing. Like that to me is mm. the, the 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 what amplifies something that's pretentious is that I can tell you're not doing anything that complicated or there's nothing really that the, the story is quite simple it's just a thing of like mm. you know a, a rebirth story kind of like a, um, a reincarnation thing or like you know um, but then it, yeah it's so convoluted and the story doesn't really mm. kind of get us going and again like there's so many it's just I, I, I don't know what to say about it in that sense
1: there's not much of a story I think really like if you took if you if you take out all the musical numbers, like the actual kind of, like if you plotted it out in like plot points and kind of like, um, you know, sort of narrate, you know, did a sort of bullet-pointed narrative structure. There's like n- not a lot kind of going on there, really. Um, yeah, and then it almost seems really arbitrary, kind of at the end, like who they give the the kind of prize to, which is this, I guess, like a kind of cat that's been sort of, um. Ignored and kind of left out for a while, and then obviously sings this this really good song. But I was like, but wouldn't you give it to the cat that's just basically saved your life from drowning by kind of magicking you into the fit th- back into the theater?
0: I, I suppose it's because they have. That I would if someone that, just saved
1: my life. But yeah, no, you can have a better life. Like, cheers. <laughs> um, I
0: suppose it's just because that they're. I don't know if
1: this is like if they
0: get to be reincarnated and anything else. Are they just reincarnated uh,
1: well yeah it doesn't really they kind of just go off into what looks like heaven really <laughs> and this kind of like hot air balloon thing which i was like i was kind of afterwards i was like but how does it get back like who sends it back or do they just build another one for the next year because this happens every year
0: i mean it could be like a chicken run thing like they're just going off to a different you know uh, place yeah. in the country they're out of the city now that's the different life
1: uh, I'm d- setting it up for the sequel. <laughs> yeah, god, <laughs> it's a horrific, um, horrific sequel. The
0: the um. only thing I can think that I really liked about the film was um, certainly McKellen, but not you know it is not all of his performance, just this song because it actually is quite an appropriate and fitting song for him. Um, you know, mm. as he's, he's a kind of grizzled old actor and, and, you know, he's talking about his experiences and how, you know, time has passed. And I don't know, there mm. was quite something beautiful about that, that he, he was, mm. he is this character and, you know, he's, he's, just
1: can't get over that bit where he hisses. Like, yeah, I know. it just hands uh, across him. He's just like, <sighs> and it's like, oh God, no, Gandalf, stop it.
0: But then there's, I suppose there's lots of, of hissing with throughout the film, which I just thought like, it's so, yeah. Like when you get Jason Derulo coming out of the club and he sees this, uh, je- uh what is it? This, uh, this character, uh, the glamour cat and he, and he kind of, yeah, you know, the camera's like, whoa, Jesus, what was that? <laughs> like he's, yeah. he's, he's like, the rum tum tug is like totally mental. But I didn't get that mm. from the poem. Like I wasn't like, oh, right, he's supposed to be mental. It's like, oh, well, he's not happy in in, in this place or that place. He's not going to. It's, gonna... it's but like but
1: cantank- I... Cantankus, isn't he? Like, he's sort of. Yeah. If, it, if you give him this, he'll want, like, if you give him a house, he'll want a flat. If he's in a flat, he'd prefer a house. Like, he's just, I mean, I feel like that's just most cats. Like, if you let them out, they want to be back inside. And then <laughs> when they're back inside, they want to go back outside sort of thing.
0: But I, I didn't, like, at the end, you've got the old Deuteronomy kind of explaining, well, now you know that these are, we're, us cats are just, you know, us, no, we're normal cats. But, like, I remember thinking to myself, this is not no, normal. There's nothing normal about this film. <laughs> none, of,
1: none of this is normal. <laughs> this is all really strange. I think the, the, the bit that sort of stood out to me is... The kind of if you break it down as a scene how like fucked up it is is the glamour cat song which i can't quite remember how the song goes but i can remember that she was basically taught like the mice how to sing in certain ways the cockroaches you mean, oh you mean the gumby cat the gumby cat even yes yeah, sorry not the glamour cat the gumby cat and how she's just basically like picking the cockroaches out of this kind of like military tattoo and eating them as they're singing and i was like Oh my god, like that is horrific. Like, you've literally sort of been like, right, wow, you're gonna all gonna be eaten, but you can kind of prolong your life a little bit more by like dancing and singing. And it's it just, it's just, you know, it's kind of just this, this horrific sort of, I don't know, almost like, I don't even know what to call it. Like, it feels kind of, it feels really Freudian. I don't know, like Freud would be interested in that in some way. Um, it's, I don't know, um, yeah, it's almost like this. Just I don't know. Like I just really stood out to me. I was like, that's actually really disturbing. Like, it's like <laughs> a minute. Very serious. Like this
0: totalitarian mentality of of yeah, yeah. you know training the mice. I think there is a, again. There's a there's a reason for it in the, the original poem uh, that it's kind of like to keep the house in order. But this moment, mm. this comedy moment of you know Rebel Wilson being like, I'm gonna eat one of these and I'm gonna eat one of. Yeah it doesn't really work because again like you've you've tra- how did you train these cockroaches and these beetles to do this because if you're just going to eat them then why would they do it they just scatter you know i i you mm. know this is where the absurdity and the kind of because these poems were written for children right they were written mm. for young uh for ts Eliot's children um they were supposed to be nice little uh, little quirky and humorous mm. stories within the guise of trying to give them validity and realism and or, you know, make them, flesh them out, it just, it loses itself. It's like this absurdity, as you quite rightly pointed out. But then,
1: it's quite interesting to point out because then if we look back at another horrifying cat film, The Cat in the Hat. <laughs> that was another one. That's about, based yeah. on, but then also based on a very short, quite nonsensical, I, I i think you could you could definitely call out dr Seuss's uh stories like they're not necessarily like poems but they are poetic they, yeah. you know they 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 um they have rhyme schemes and you know they kind of um work work in sort of that sort of way and and then again yeah, in that kind of taking this very short thing and trying to flesh it out into this full on world and kind of add this kind of census of realism and things like that like yeah again it, it kind of Breaks the the kind of um, wonderment of it and starts at kind of yes starts ask and sort of asking and bringing up some quite weird questions when you think about it like yeah like where where do they keep presumably she has to keep all these bugs and mice and stuff locked up or in some way in the house to train them and then eat them and it's like oh god like you know it's like some horrific kind of Thing like yeah, really, really nasty.
0: Because on on top of this thing that you've mentioned before, which I am now going to coin as being musical realism, you know, where in mm. a, a film where people break out into music. Um, I mean, with, within musical theatre that works because yeah. we're in the circumstance to do that. There's people on stage. It kind of makes sense because of the the way the stage is. We can believe mm. that this is not a real, or this is kind of, um, uh, you know, an unknown circumstance. The film kind of gives us an illusion of reality. So it's kind of a bit, I don't know, it, it, it's a totally different medium. So when you start looking mm. at that, it doesn't really make sense. So that on top of that, you know, aspect that it's musical realism, um, which can bend and warp the reality of this world. Mm. Yeah, it's also um just completely random and weird being that it's from, you know, children's books. It's from, you know, these are mm, again, yeah. the poetic. They're they're supposed to be uh, there's poetry within there. Um and I don't think music and poetry always coincide with each other well. Like this is where I find And I think that's
1: I think you can see in a lot of the lyrics, um, and sort of how they then translate into these songs is like a lot of them, a lot of the kind of rhymes and a lot of the way that they're stringing words together feels really jarring, like it doesn't work, it doesn't flow smoothly. A lot of them, not that necessarily, like, songs have to rhyme and poems have to rhyme, but when you're kind of trying to make them rhyme and they don't, and you're kind of changing words to mean that they do or just that they kind of, like, I mean, like, Rum Tum Tugger, that song is, like, a good, because, I mean, that's just a tum tugger thats quite a like mouthful of a word to say—and then to, and to keep fitting into a song, and with this very kind of syncopated drum beat and this stoppy, starty thing—and it just, I don't know—it feels like it should be this song that's like really memorable and kind of gets in your ears and stuff, but it kind of just seems like it's this sort of stop-start kind of doesn't ever really get going, if that makes sense.
0: The, the songs don't really have a good sense of flow, and, yeah, like, repetition, as we usually would expect a pop song to have. It's kind of, hmm. they're, they're, yeah, although they do have repetition, it doesn't feel that way. It doesn't feel like you've got all these weird names, like the, um, oh, Rumpeltease and what was the other one? uh Jung- Mungo Jerry.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, that's a really weird song. It's just, like, yeah... Like, Mungo, Jerry, kind of. and Rumpeltease.
0: Like, um, I, I, I just think, like, this does not lend itself well to music. No, Like, no, it, doesn't, it really the, the doesn't... The lyrics just don't. It doesn't... It works in a poem, because poetry is very different. This is what I mean. Like, the two mediums are just completely... You can't mm. just take poems and be like, well, <laughs> the lyrics now. We'll just put music to them. No, it do, n- n- no, no. You can't do that. Like, that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. You know? So... Uh, that's where i feel like it's at fault I, i've got to express as well like i'm not a huge fan of t.s elliott like i i'm not a personal mm. fan um i find you know as i say that, that some of the language that's used in that is very ornate within this like mm. it's supposed to be you know making it very uh like florid like ineffable the effable effable in, ineffable uh, and then characters in this film keep saying like they keep referring like Oh, like a damnation kind of thing, and they're like, "Oh, ineffable," and I'm like, "Oh God, that's awful. That's that's dreadful."
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it just,
0: like that yeah. screams just pretentiousness. Like it's just it, mm. you, it's like, well, okay, you're you're trying to make reference to you know you're trying to say, oh well, we're making homage to the original, we're making homage to this, but I, I don't know. It just it comes off in the the worst
1: taste in your mouth that, mm. you, that you can have. Um. <laughs> No, I, I get that yeah that i feel that <laughs> have yeah. you got any uh any kind of last parting parting thoughts on it or I... takeaways or um or stay away like <laughs> stay away from it don't watch it
0: well it's interesting again that a lot of our our worst films on this this podcast have often been adaptations that don't either just mm. don't really seem to know what the source material is or are cobbled together very haphazardly I think this will always be the case if, if it's rushed and you don't know why you're making this, uh, this adaptation this, mm. this cat's adaptation has no reason to exist why the, the, mm. the stage musical mm. wasn't that great you know there's one song that I think would do well and I think has done well which is the memory song um, besides from that, it's so forgettable. It's so bland. Even as a stage mm. musical, why would you want to put this into? Why? What? What did they bring uniquely to this? Apart from the horrors of like some or like um, some really Lovecraftian kind of yeah um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? What did they bring to the table with this? Like, what was it? You know, what? What? Why?
1: <laughs> I don't Sam we. We're talking about it like I guess Sam <laughs> it's, what do you... it's memorable for all the wrong reasons.
0: <laughs> Sam what was the aim do you think of this uh, what 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 did you think Tom Hooper was trying to do different besides yeah the money that's it that's it
1: money yeah <laughs> make a bit of um I, yeah I don't know I guess it's like I guess there's this thing of want yeah wanting to like remake things on like stage stuff like musicals and things like that and make them into films and it doesn't always work because films and stage are so different because in a film you're constantly having to think where's the camera yeah mm-hmm. where's this shot coming from where are we seeing this from where's the what's the audience looking at in a stage they're looking at the stage that there's one view depending you know obviously it's slightly different depending on when you're sitting in an auditorium, but you just don't have to worry about that you have a stage people see what's on the stage and you do the, the things on the stage you make it very over the top you make it so people can hear it see it and whatnot um so all that subtlety that you can kind of bring to the you know of kind of differences of volume or sound or having very close shots of certain things and and far away shots of certain things aren't anything you have to worry about in stage because that's just not how that medium works and that's fine um but if you're you know directing a a piece on stage you know that you know you you've got a, a sort of a you know standard stage you might have a thrust stage and um, if you're doing something a bit different you know you might promenade it and, and have people standing in different positions and in different places but you're not necessarily having them like right up close to the actors and, and coming away and i feel like maybe that's where some of that kind of weirdness is because i think we do get some kind of weird close shots and stuff like that in these big musical numbers which you would expect to be sat back mm-hmm. maybe looking down on and them happening whereas actually it kind of feels like a is in them and that's quite disconcerting i think and i think that's one of the things that can happen when a, a thing that's quite famous as a stage thing gets put onto the is onto a cinema screen is that like books and films i would say are more similar because when you're writing you're you're thinking about where's the camera what what's the perspective from and it's the same exactly the same in films just that you're describing it in a book and you're showing them it in a film but I, I, it's different with stage.
0: Again, with the musical aspect of it as well, you're you're more attuning it for for dance and then for theatre and for you know there's lots of dancing mm. in this film, um, but yet film doesn't have to work the same way musicals do we don't need to see people dancing or you know um Mm. to to have it engaging you know you don't have to be very expressive if you're in a very large theater the people have to be very expressive and they have to you know belt out the chords and also the logic of these things is but like a cat's is is very as i say like very expressive and very like when you take that logic into a world and you try to give it Uh, like saliency and and realism Mm. you get these very as we've noted very weird inconsistencies very weird Mm. logic that it's having to now craft to make up for this yeah yeah. same way as like the cat in the hat like that was the book didn't wasn't concerned like how how do the logistics of this world really work how yeah yeah like
1: what what jobs do people have you know what cars do people drive um things like that where yeah, which if, we learned in the... Uh, what if there was a little
0: place called Humberflubes and it was just, you know, it was it was really, you know, about his cleanliness. Like, Dr. Seuss didn't write that, you know, as I say, like, in no, the same no. way. Like, I'm sure T.S. Eliot or Andrew Lloyd Webber wasn't... Well, maybe not, you know, maybe Andrew Lloyd Webber probably did like this, but the milk bar and the kind of the Egyptian and kind of things, like that, I just think it just, like you had to cobble that together for this so
1: yeah but that's the human world so why (laughs) is it called cat like we don't just walk around the thing and everything's like cat themed like there might be a specific cat restaurant that's maybe like called the something cat or a pub or something or you might i mean you do get like cat cafes and things like that but every theater isn't or every bar isn't like something to do with cats and then because that for me that says well this is a cat's world this is The world for cats, but we know that humans exist in it because we see one at the beginning, and everything's not quite the right size for them, but it's not consistently not the right size for them, which bugs me, and I don't, I don't know why that's such a bugbear of mine. Like I I feel like, like that that kind of continuity, I think is like important for kind of if you're wanting to create realism, like everything should be to scale, the wrong size. Yeah, and also they. It's not hard to do, like. You know, they're doing the Lord of the Rings to make, you know, like Bilbo's house look smaller because it's all kind of t- to scale, and then doing stuff with perspective and things like that. It's easy to do.
0: And they have a cat hot hair balloon that's perfect size, and you know, uh, yeah, where yeah. did they get that from? Well, <laughs> who made that?
1: Did the cats make that? Did did the they humans? Make... Have, they don't seem to have jobs, do they? Really, the cats? They just kind of. Some of them do. Or well, these cats.
0: Don't. Railway cat that that uh, was working yeah, on the railways. Yeah but what are humans going around like well i'll delegate you that job can you go you know, what, what mental world is this <laughs> like a cat's just tap, tap dancing everywhere uh, it's just I, I yeah do people do the humans see these cats as the way we see them in the film are they normal cats like you know Is it just just the weird way that everyone else like again? It's it. My summarising thought is: it's a film about cats. It's
1: not that deep. Mm. It's you know, if if that's how yeah, if that's how people see cats, has that person at the beginning has basically like abandoned like a conscious being, you know, like a a being that is conscious to the same extent that humans are. So they've basically like chucked them, like basically chucked a human into a. You know, in a in a sack into the street, is yeah. what they've basically done.
0: The best way to do this, as well, if you wanted to be have it realistic, why not just put like everybody with like maybe like fake cat ears, or not even mention the fact that they're cats? Um, mm. You know, again, because then you could see the parallels maybe between our our society and cats, and mm. there, there could be more of a statement made there, um, opposed mm. to this. Again, people singing. Weird world. Yeah, because yeah, this weird hybrid. Because it's clearly trying to be fantasy, but it's just too. It's too strange. Because we're getting too sucked into the Uncally Valley of mm. these things are just not real. Like this is just like this is somewhere yeah, between right. Shrek and the we- real
1: world. It's like it's freakish. <laughs> yeah. Lost in the swamps mm. of cats. Yeah, I think that probably takes us to as far as as far as this weird film will. I think we've uh, we've dissected it and had a had a little route around and we didn't like what we found. Um, <laughs> and maybe, yeah, sure that's decent maybe a bit uh, uh so does you do like a, a good film next time. Sure, maybe. definitely. Um, but yeah, that's uh thank you for joining us in for our first episode of twenty twenty two. Um and that is the station signing off.
0: I'd rather have grouse. If you put me in a house, I would much prefer a flat. If you put me in a flat, then I'd rather have a house. Set me on a mouse, then i only want to rat. Set me on a rat, then I'd rather take a mouse. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Station Podcast. If you have any thoughts about this horrifying film, or the musical, or anything we've missed, please let us know at our Facebook and Instagram. Thank you.